Welcome to the Mad Writers Union. Speculative destruction, one episode at a time. I'm Jay Wolf. I'm Tim Berger. And I'm Nina Niskanen. Today we are talking about Viable Paradise. Yay! All right, good talk, um, guys. Yeah, good talk. <laughs> <laughs> what an episode. <laughs> we laughed, we cried. We we decided that you all should apply. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is actually a good thing for me because I remember uh last year at 4th Street, I was swarmed <laughs> with people <laughs> who were saying, "Could you tell me about Viable Paradise?" <laughs> I would say like fifth of my social time at Viable or at Fourth Street was talking to other people about Viable Paradise. Viable Paradise is somewhat unique in some ways. Yeah, I mean, we've done we've done the like general workshop thing, but I think Viable Paradise is sort of a specific experience and has a lot to recommend it. Yeah. Before we actually start telling everyone how awesome Viable Paradise is, why don't we go through what made each of us apply and yeah. what happened. So I actually heard about Viable Paradise a number of years ago. The first time I really heard about it was off of John Scalzi's blog, whatever. Um, and this was at a time that he was teaching. He only taught there for two years, I want to say. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah I, it wasn't long. Uh, but he was a writer in residence, and so he was talking about it. Part of what he was kind of talking about it is that, well, here's an experience where you get to work with writers and editors, and it's uh, an intensive experience. And, you know, he he talked about it in his very John Scalzian way, <laughs> which put it on my radar, I looked into it, and, you know, they had a very simple website and, and what have you, and some student testimonials on there. And It's a lot prettier this year. Is it? I haven't even, I haven't yeah. looked yet. You should go look. I looked last night when we decided on the episode title. Okay. Okay. Because I know last year it looked like, uh, it used to look like very a very basic page that you would find in the late 90s. Yeah. It was mostly that. And then I just started seeing things on Twitter. A couple years after that actually and it just always stayed on my radar because it was like i've always wanted to do something like that and i knew about clarion i think clarion is like the is the 800 pound gorilla of of your writing workshop sci-fi writing workshop so you know about clarion but you also know that it's six weeks yeah away from home um it's not like you're going to get weekends off or anything like that. It's it's a enormous commitment. Um, it's also a short story intensive. So if you're not a short story writer, yep. it can be really intimidating for that as well. Yep. Um. But yeah, and the the thing about Viable Paradise that I was really appealing to me is the word viable. It was like, oh well, I can do a week. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not. Oh, it, it's you know it's. A financial commitment but it's not as bad as like other workshops um and it's still it's still up there you, you still have to do your saving and pinching pennies and what have you to get there um so what was it i i decided one year i was just like okay i think i'm in a good place i'm gonna do this and i was a short story writer mostly i had um you know, done some nano books at, up to, to that point, but it, I was really much stronger with short stories. So uh, the thing that really got me kicked off is that I was in Mary Robinette Cole's short story intensive writing ding. workshop. Ding! Um, oh no, you got my ding! Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly ever get first. it. I hardly, hardly ever get the the ding. So. I never get the ding. So <laughs> anyway, oh come um, on, you've gotten the ding at least twice. That's what she said. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the the ding, the ding. It's, it's a good thing that two of us are on erotic brain right now. 
<laughs> oh, I'm so far beyond erotica brain right now. It's like it's full smut brain. Sorry. So point smut brain. Uh, yeah. In, in Mary's class, I, I basically uh, worked up a story, uh, enough of a story idea that I was like, oh, this is cool, and I can actually work this to an actual story for a submission to Bible Paradise. So that's what I did, and I submitted. And I waited, and I found out just days before 4th Street Fantasy, uh, which was exciting. And then, which was cool, because when I went to 4th Street Fantasy, there was a whole bunch of other people that had gone to Viable Paradise before. And so, it was just like, hey, you are now a part of our community. Oh, (laughs) that was the other thing. I I found out more. Oh, God. All right. Let's okay. reel this back a little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> so one of the, the uh, so after John Scalzi's blog, I, I missed out a crucial piece of information. After John Scalzi's blog, uh, I went to Fort. I started going to Fourth Street Fantasy, and there, like I said, because that there were a, a number of Viable Paradise people that go to this con- particular convention, I I had the opportunity to talk to a few of them, and they told me all these things about it. And then, you know, there are certain things that they wouldn't tell me about it. <laughs> so horror that is Thursday. Yes. The horror that is Thursday, which is uh which is pretty <laughs> fun. Pretty We do not speak horror. of the horror. We pretty do not horror. speak of the horror. I know, that is I know, I didn't I did not. I only You were trying to. No. You were really trying to. No. You were edging real close. I I think there's a misinterpretation here, but whatever, whatever. (laughs) um, People told you about Viable Paradise. They told me about Viable Paradise. They did not tell me about the horror. And so it was just like, I have to do this. That that the meeting the people from Viable Paradise and who had talked so highly about it. um, That was the, the real push for me to be to be like, Oh, I have to do this. This is something that that has to be on my plate. And so I applied. I wrung my hands waiting to see whether or not I would make it. And then I got that lovely email that says that I did. So Yay. Yay. So that's my story. With a couple of, you know, sidetracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jay, do you do you want to go first or do I? I mean, it depends on what you're ready to talk about. I'm ready to talk about my journey to Bible Paradise. Yes. So Nina, isn't that the topic? Really? <laughs> what's happening? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I'm just Nina. Uh, start. Nina, can you just tell us about your Bible Paradise experience? Oh, we've got we've gotten back to this again, haven't we? I'm I have to be the adult, apparently. See, you're the parent. Oh, you're the God. only parent on I this know, podcast. But why do I have to yeah. be always a parent? I'm always a... See, but that makes you the natural adult. Uh, I mean, no I don't know. Really I went to WorldCon with you people and I I don't know that anyone in this room is a natural adult. <laughs> that that's true. That's true. Fair point. Fair point. All right. But Nina, tell us about your Bible Paradise pre pre Bible Paradise experience. Mine's a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I picked you, darling. Oh God. <laughs> I um I heard I first heard about Bible Paradise through writing excuses. Uh, if think it was an episode with Mer Lafferty in which they were talking about continuing education as a writer. And they rattled off a bunch of uh, workshops. And I was, at that point, I was uh, Clarion and Odyssey and going to the United States for, for a workshop seemed like a pie in the sky kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> I had a friend who went to film school, uh, AFI actually. Uh, oh, cool! To become a director, and she was like, "Oh, 
taking out all this loan to go to film school and it's my dream and I'm going to follow it. And I was like, well, dang, I want to do that. <laughs> so I started applying to Clarion because Clarion still and yet is the dream for me. Yep. Yep. And I didn't get in. And I... I was like, I'm so ready. I'm, I I want to go to the U.S. for a workshop this year. What do I do? And I asked I asked this at Mary Robin at Kowal's alumni group. And Reading. some people, people answered me. And I think it was one of them. It may have been a couple who suggested that I go either to Bible Paradise or Tao Toolbox. And I think application period for Taos was up or yeah, over. Probably. And, uh, yeah. And Viable Paradise was just, I, I just snuck in before the deadline. And then I got the email and it was so, so great. Yay. I literally screamed and woke my, <laughs> my partner up <laughs> because. It was so exciting. And he was like, what? What's happening? Are you hurt? <laughs> you would have gotten that email at like 3 a.m. fin time too. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't I wasn't reading it at 3 a.m. fin time. I was reading it at 6 a.m. fin time. <laughs> Which enough. was an hour before my partner was supposed to get up. Oh. Womp yeah. Womp. Yes, he appreciated it. <laughs> oh, I bet. So, Jay. So, um, look at the manic glint in your eye. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little. But this, I mean, the entire Viable Paradise ride was like kind of wild and crazy for me. I actually heard about it relatively um, recently, in terms of that I, I actually. Didn't hear about it until 2015. Um, I want to say it was probably an episode of Geek's Guide to the Galaxy where David Barr Kirtley was talking to, oh dear, what's her name? Uh, Jean from oh. uh, Jean Cavellos from, uh, from Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. And Jinx. he was talking about his Viable Paradise experience with her and she was talking about the Odyssey experience and they were doing a thing about writing workshops in general. And uh, I was like, Viable Paradise? Hmm. And then I saw that Elizabeth Bear, Stephen Bruce, and Scott Lynch were on the instructor list, and I was like, holy shit. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. And then I uh, very drunkenly started talking about wanting to go to this thing to my partner <laughs> at a holiday party. Um, that sounds about... What yeah, because he's in my... IT, so all of their holiday parties are in February. Right. Oh, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it either. But it's like he's had holiday parties in February for like five years now. I, uh, no, I get it. <laughs> I haven't been in IT. I get it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we were we were at this bar that has uh, arcade machines in it. Uh, it's called Barcade, which is probably not that <laughs> nice. surprising. And uh, it's a quality we were name. very drunkenly, uh, very drunkenly playing the X Men game, and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I mentioned that I kind of wanted to do this workshop, and I, you know, told him some details, and I did not leave out that Stephen Bruce was one of the instructors. I will, I will, <laughs> I will say that I put that in my initial pitch, and Pete was like, "Get into the workshop. We'll figure it out." <laughs> nice. Yeah, that, that <laughs> and then was... I waffled for. Four and a half months uh, on whether or not to even apply. Um, it was uh, honestly kind did. of extreme. But you did, and you 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 got in just under the wire, if I recall correctly. I did. I um. Uh, did, were so you in under a, the wire more than I was? I literally sent mine out like the last possible mail day that it could go. Okay. Like I think it was the eleventh of June. And I remember that I submitted my digital one and I was like, I really fucking hope the written one gets here in time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, 
I feel like I actually might have written that in the initial email. They, they have to go a back and look. They 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 do put on the postmark date, correct? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, my my postmark date was uh yeah the last possible day that it could be and still be accepted. So I handed it in on I think I think I washed my hands of the whole thing and like sent in my my written application and my. Uh, my email with the the files in it, uh, roughly, I would say like the eleventh or the twelfth of June. Yeah, when when the fifteenth was the final deadline, so I was not really expecting to hear about it <laughs> on the twentieth. I was really not expecting it, and uh, it happened yeah. on the nineteenth. Uh yes, it was. Oh no, it was the eighteenth actually. The twentieth was when we were allowed to talk about it. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Twentieth was ingrained in my mind. I'm I... sorry. The twentieth was ingrained as the day that we were allowed to to broadcast. That's right. Because I remember that it coincided with um, midsummer because that's a thing here. Yeah, it coincided with me going to brunch with some friends. Uh, so I got to like celebrate at brunch yeah right i got a lot of free margaritas that day it was kind of nice <laughs> um that's lovely but yeah i mean i waffled um right up until like i don't know what the third time i went to see fury road in theaters and i was like <laughs> this thing is giving me feels i need to be able to do that yeah right <laughs> i need to have this effect on someone right <laughs> How many so, did you go all to all told? I am not telling. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say that our our local theater has matinee tickets for six dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> Very nice. Matinee tickets are nice. So, uh, anyways, just, uh, just to to uh, I, I actually received my acceptance on the eight. 18th. Yes, we were, the 18th was the day. You're, yeah. You guys are right. I yeah. said the 20th because that was the day we were allowed to talk about yes. it. Yes. That was the yeah. day that was ingrained in my mind because it was the day <laughs> in the email. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that, um, that, that's yeah, a pretty quick Yeah, I wasn't expecting to hear about it on the 18th yeah. when I sent in my application <laughs> so that the paper one arrived on the 15th. Yeah. Right. I am I don't pretty think sure I, I sent, sent it in press mail. I don't think I ever sent in a paper application. I think you're in Finland and you got an (laughs) exemption. You might have gotten the international pass. I am sure that that's what happened. I'm absolutely positive. (laughs) So, yeah. um, So, we are all in. Yay. At Viable Paradise. Yay. Yay. Um, What next? Okay. Um, You come home. And you hate everything that you've done. No, no, no. And you hate everything no, that no. you do. No, no. First, you have to for go. For like three or four months. You First, go. you have to go to Viable Paradise. Don't forget oh. going to Viable Paradise. But like there was still four months in between where I got to hate everything. Oh, you're talking yeah. about that going Oh, home yeah, yeah. From the brunch. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Please, please go. I don't even know where we are anymore. Fuck. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, anyways, so we all we all got in on our first try. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, although I was there, anybody in our class who was like their second? Jamie. Jamie, Jamie applied, at least. I know yeah. that Jamie applied more than once. Oh, that's right. And he's yeah. a wonderful. And I actually had a friend that oh, applied God. the same year as us and did not get in. Yeah. And Jamie is a wonderful writer. He is, oh. Yes. Oh, the man can craft a story. So good. Uh, I'm pretty sure there were others, but I can't remember who. Yeah. yeah. Jamie I, is I know the only one not, who stuck into the only my one mind. Very, yeah. Well, we also had like a detailed, I remember both of you were in the room when we had that detailed conversation about that. Yeah. Um, oh, it's such a blur to me. You could tell me I could be pretty much <laughs> anywhere. And I'd be like, uh, sure, I probably was or not. I, I worked really, really hard to remember anything. Yeah. Uh, because I have such terrible memory problems in general 
that there is actually a lot of um, a viable paradise that is ingrained indelibly into my psyche, specifically because I endeavored to have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew I was going to lose a lot. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, yeah. Um. So hello. Some thoughts. Are you what? Are you there? I can hear you. Uh, you 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 both cut out for a second there. Oh. Mm. I can hear you now. Okay. 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 All good. So yeah. Um. One thing I was gonna say is maybe we could talk about like you want to send something that you actually want to have workshopped. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, I ran true. into a couple of people who who sent things in that they did not care enough about. Yeah. yeah. And. I feel like those people did not get the same experience that I had, which is that I put my soul in a little word document and yeah. sent it out. Yep. Oh, definitely. The story that I sent in, it was pretty much the best I'd written so far. At least I think so. But, you know. Would like but good also, slot be a way to say it? It was also definitely a passion project. Like Yeah. Yeah. It combined a lot of the things that make me want to write. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I th I think a common thread <clears throat> in a lot of people's works that I read there, and certainly in the in the one that I applied for, is that it has to be a story that you you care about, that you that there's, it and not just in a way that, oh, it's something that I wrote. And you you have to put yourself into the story if that's a fair thing to say. Yeah, I think that works. Absolutely. It has to be the best work that you're capable of. But again, work that you're capable of improving on. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Because, like, for example, like some of the other workshops, I know that Clarion, for example, a lot of Clarion had, like, no connection to the stories that you're applying. Mm. Yeah. With. Okay. Whereas Viable Paradise is specifically focused on workshopping the piece that you submit. Yeah. So you really need to submit something that you care enough about to work on, but also that you care enough about to put away for a couple of months while you wait for the actual workshop. Yeah, yeah totally. Because they don't want to workshop stuff that has already been published. Or just stuff that you've already completely changed so that all the feedback is useless. Is, yes. Yeah, exactly. Or that you're even trying to actively sell because that sort of makes yeah the it whole locks in an moved. older version of the story mm -hmm. yeah i think a lot of people submitted novel excerpts mm -hmm. our year i was one of the few people that did short story i did too you did too yep although uh, you know it yeah. turned into a novel <laughs> <laughs> fair not through any fault of my own no 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 that's i'm completely innocent <laughs> yeah. it's other all than... these other people giving you feedback that this is a novel, honey. You're, com <laughs> right. you're completely innocent up until the fact that you wrote a compelling story that wants everyone wants to hear more about. So there's that. I mean, there's that. I'm innocent. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, short story or novel. Um, yeah, that's another thing about Viable Paradise that is at least comparably unique is the novel. I feel like the, there is definitely a focus on the novel. At viable paradise i don't think I so don't, yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't agree with that i wouldn't agree mm. with that i mean not that you don't receive advice that is applicable to short stories just that other workshops are sort of centered on short stories in a way that i don't think viable paradise is. sure yeah 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 okay I, I can, yeah. fair on the other hand odyssey has a similar thing to bible paradise that they accept novels just as much as they do short stories and yeah. i think you can keep working on on the novel that you've submitted throughout the workshop interesting yeah yes i didn't know that one so so i'm fairly fairly ingenue to this thing in general so i applied to odyssey the same year i got into bible paradise and i applied to odyssey with a novel excerpt oh okay Cool. If you if you are if you are thinking about submitting your novel excerpt, they ask you to send a synopsis as well. I think beyond talking about getting ready for Viable Paradise, we should talk about why people should go to Viable Paradise because 
you know. Yeah. Yep. Grilled cheese sandwiches at midnight, de- lovingly <laughs> delivered to you by hand. Yes, by lovely staff members. You shouldn't just go for the grilled cheese sandwiches, but... <laughs> no, no. You should go for the workshop and stay, stay for the grilled, the grilled cheese, cheese sandwiches. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, yeah. um, we were uh, the reason this episode came about is because... In one of our non-recorded portions of getting ready to record a podcast, we all talked about how we tell time as pre-Bible Paradise and post-Bible Paradise. Yes. Yep. And it is literally, it has been a life-changing experience for all of us. So we like to joke around and, you know... Talk about grilled cheese sandwich- sandwiches, which were pretty freaking awesome. Those are no <laughs> joke, friend. No joke. But the fact is that um, it was a life-changing experience for all of us. Yeah. And uh, I think we, we should laughed, talk we about cried. that. <laughs> we did. We ate grilled oh cheese. Oh, my God. Did we cry? <laughs> there was a lot of crying. <laughs> Tim is like... I don't remember the crying. <laughs> no, I do. I do. Because you know, part part of the schedule that they uh, that they put up there, you know, they, they I, I, do they have a sample schedule up anymore? I, I thought that that they used to. I remember that they had sure. one at they one had point. One. I don't know if it's still there, but I think they may have moved it because it is no longer current <laughs> or relevant. Yeah. Uh, but they they had up there before at the at the very end of it on Friday they have a section that's li- listed as teary farewells and blah blah blah. Yes. And we're yeah. all like, oh, that's just you know that's that's cute, right? <laughs> yes. And and, and it was just like, oh shit, that's right on. That's so bang on. And at first, it feels so overdone. Like, for yeah. example, uh, Jim McDonald, or sorry, James D. McDonald, is he's such a sweetheart, oh. and he's like, "Oh, you guys, I love you guys," and so on, and and it feels like that can't possibly be real, but he's exactly like that, yeah, and he's like, "Oh." You... <laughs> Okay, I'm crying now. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the teary farewells will happen. Yeah, absolutely. And they're always they are always teary. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the things that you take away from it too is that you get these lifelong friends who are a part of your tribe, which I cannot stress enough. Having close friends in your tribe is I don't know. Yeah. So different. It really does. It really does change things. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I come from a, a place of having several writing tribes and I still, my viable paradise people are still very, a very specific, not isolated. Cause I actually have most of you in like multiple <laughs> places at this point, but like that, there's a there's a, a cluster there and and if you are struggling to find your tribe hello this is a good place yeah yeah hi hello <laughs> so yeah because if you're struggling because... to find your tribe it can be a place that you can start from yes yeah definitely like i'm all the way across the ocean from the market that i'm trying to sell to and I don't write in Finnish because I can't produce in Finnish. Because everything I read is in is in English. Huh. Not like literally everything, but right. a lot. 99.999% of everything I read is in English. Yeah. So it's hard to find a tribe when you're this isolated. Yes. And having a tribe online is not the same. It's just no. not. Yeah. That's true. That and is even true. if you can't see your tribe all the time in person, having the no, physical but... experience that you can lean back on. Yes. Yes. Like I'm 
when I talk about uh, having a tribe online, I mean having Only a tribe online. online you've never met. Yeah. Like, yeah. for example, Jay and I had that relationship going into Viable Paradise. And our relationship is totally different now that we've had that sort of week of dying of writers (laughs) and penis puns (laughs) oh i don't know why you're laughing tim why Uh, oh i know why i'm laughing because uh of all the uh because because he was actually pretty good at the penis puns yeah well i had i had the pen so there was that teasing him I'm teasing his Minnesotanness. Oh, what? Sure. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what does this mean? Never mind. We're moving on. I Everyone guess. Well, we're not. <laughs> All right. All I'm right. Just, I'm just seeing. So, yes. It's like, you know. There are also jellyfish. Yeah. Bible Paradise is the only workshop with jellyfish. Yeah. I will say, too. Um, I don't know how, how what level of of like weird nerds you guys are, but I did I did the Pottermore quiz thing for uh-huh. my to get my Patronus, uh-huh. and jellyfish was my memory. Oh, and I got Aww. a and I got a super rare magical creature as my Patronus. Aww. Oh, I received a nice. Huh. I don't even nice. remember what my Patronus was. It was a bird. I have no idea what my Patronus is. That actually doesn't surprise me at all, Tim. Really? It was like a, <laughs> some sort of hawk, I think, or something. I feel like I feel like a flying creature makes a lot of sense for you, and I'm <laughs> having trouble articulating why that is. <laughs> I'm gonna go Other with it. That, that's awesome. I feel like Thanks. I feel like that makes sense. All right, cool. I'll, I like that idea. Um, so, I, I know one of the questions. Uh, again, because I kind of stated this earlier before, is that um, uh, what advice can we give people who are applying into this? I know we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but what? Uh, so, I mean, I I definitely brought up that this is a place to find your tribe if you don't already have one. Yeah. Um, but when I mentioned the uh, the sort of topic of our podcast this week to my friend Valerie who attended Viable Paradise 20. Yay! Um and uh, also, Valerie shout is... out to the incoming class of <laughs> VP21. Yep. Yes. Most of whom haven't even applied yet. Yes. Yeah. XXI. <laughs> and hopefully some of them do based on this podcast. Hopefully. But in any case, um one of the things that she said to me was um have somebody on standby who can reassure you that you are a good human when you submit your stuff so that you can kind of be head patted and shut up a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Because it is a thing that causes a massive amount of imposter syndrome and insecurity. And, yep. you know, I mean, getting in is not a guarantee. So you need somebody who can kind of pick you up and dust you off and pat you on the head and give you hot chocolate and in your soul. Yes. The thing is that... Even if you do get in. Sometimes if you do get in, you actually... It's actually worse. (laughs) Oh, we all have... (laughs) We had entire threads about imposter syndrome before we even got there. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, so much. So much. Because, let me tell you, if you get that acceptance email, there's a high likelihood you're going to spend the next three to four months wondering... If they made a mistake sending you the email, what if I'm not? What if I'm actually not that? Good I wonder that now and yeah. it's been a year and a half. I know. Yeah, like been it there. never goes away. You always kind of were like, did I really do that? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, part, but part of the part of the, the the mystery here is that we can't tell. There, there's no magic bullet for 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 the application. Nope. Uh, I, I I saw so many different types of stories. Uh, I saw no one thing I would say novels. they all had in common is that they were all marketable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, had, I could see the spot on the shelf where everything belonged, even the even the like really out there stuff. Yeah. I could see where it belonged on a shelf after the work was put in. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. And 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 
which is not to say that literally yeah literary cannot succeed no if anything i was saying that that it can yeah 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 in fact one of the the, the uh, people who went there who I, I think we see far too too uh we, we don't see her very much now which is a shame because she's sweet uh, uh michelle yes. was in our class and she is her prose is gorgeous and it's literary and um just it, there's like hints of of spec fic in there but it it's it it does trend more towards literary Magical realism yes yeah i was in her i was in her her uh breakout group actually and i loved her piece yeah and cool. and then you know we run into other stories where people are you know we have uh some uh I, I don't know, bisexual sailors. Oh, well, yeah, DSB submission. <laughs> I went Hi, with... Pan. No, no. I went with cyberpunk. No, no, they're not weird, bisexual. Yeah. They're pansexual. No, I'm thinking of someone yeah, else. Mine are, mine are no, no. definitely pan. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of... I'm thinking That's of... That's not parts, dearie. I was thinking of Andrea's... Oh. Piece. Didn't uh, read, read that. I didn't get hers. I Maybe they weren't bisexual. Whatever. There was some sexy <laughs> stuff happening between people, and it was it was fine. I I went with cyberpunk, um, which is not a genre that I typically write in, but it it seemed to work for me. Um, uh, I feel like I feel like you've talked to me about writing a lot of cyberpunk, so that, that <laughs> really surprised me actually. <laughs> um, really? Uh, yeah, I've only written like everything you've talked to me about, other than like the uh, the the flash fiction. So with anyway, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be the adult now. Thank you. Oh God, what a relief! <laughs> <laughs> this does not bode well for this podcast, by the way. Yeah, right. But I am going to be the adult now and say that we are moving on. Okay. So basically, there's nothing that we can. There's no silver bullet summary. You're the one who insists on having a summary. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm not trying to summarize. We still we we were still talking about um or I I still wanted to talk about, you know, the hugs and the uh the uh jellyfish and the stars. And the crying? No, not the crying. <laughs> the stars. Oh, the yes, grill, there was, cr- well, there was a meteor cheese. shower that that day too, so that was definitely Oh, I missed that. Mandatory fun. Yeah. We can't tell them about the mandatory fun. This is true. <laughs> That sucks. We just can just tell you that there is mandatory fun, and you'd better have it. (laughs) (laughs) Under the stern orders of Matt Stone. Yes. Permission to write badly. Yes. Mine is is framed above my desk, actually. I should hang up mine. Somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where. So anyway, um, yeah, everyone should go. It's a great time. They feed you. They take care of you. They yes. teach you things. I will say as a person of the very low income level that um, the cost of attending for a one week workshop, which is, I think, what, 1300 or something like that. Um, it was different for our year, but it's at least 1300 now. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little higher. Right now, what is it? Uh, thir- yeah, it is thirteen hundred right now. Yeah. That, and that's I mean, not yes. That, that's that's not that's not, not rooms. a small amount of money. That's not rooms no, either. That's not, just just a tuition but, for the week. Yeah, that's that does not count your rooms. The rooms are very reasonable, but it was it was definitely one of those things where budgeting. I would say budgeting roughly double the actual cost of the workshop is probably not out of line. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. Just to have a buffer around. Oh, by the way, you're not working for a week, or you know that kind of thing. Um, it's one of those things that you're hopefully. I'm going to say, you know, barring having any kind of really distressing family situations, a lot of people 
myself included, um, had some surprising rallying from family and friends who were insistent that this needed to happen. And and uh, so being open and honest with your friends about, hey, you know, I want to do this thing, uh, you may find that you have some surprising allies yeah. or sources of uh, support. Yeah. Yeah, it's Definitely. if you've got if you've got some if you've got some uh, support from home, uh, that means a lot. Uh, that's that's huge because uh, you're going to need it. You're going to need that. Yeah. Support. And I mean, not everyone has that. So, I, it, yeah, you know, it does like it's easy for us to say, oh, you need to go. But like it, with the caveat that, yes, it's there are some folks who are going to have a harder time with that. Oh, yeah, just go than others right yeah um i will say that for anything else uh it was worth it for me yeah and that says a lot <laughs> because there are a lot of things that have not been yeah <laughs> i i do want to point out that if you do get if you do go there be aware that you if you get into the vp class you're going to be in there with a wide variety of people mm-hmm. it, it it's going to be you're going to have people with different experiences and uh diversity um especially i mean like are your uh i think it was pretty even uh male female wasn't our year it? had our year had 12 12 actually for yeah that. which is unusual because yeah. i think this year they only had like Five, and like five four, guys, five this guys year. this year. Yeah, that was Valerie told me Although about that. Although our year, like, yeah. whoa, our year was very, <laughs> very white. It was. Yes, it was. That that's the one part of the diversity that is unfortunately. Uh, and this not, is where this yeah. is where that again that yeah it's great you should just go. Again, the the cost of attending is going to be different for marginalized folks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I will say our year was incredibly queer, which was kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. But uh, it's so keep... very, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep in mind that if you're going and you get into it, you are going to run into people that are going to be very different from you, and should should be ready to embrace that because it's yeah. it's part of the experience. Um, it was part of one of the cool things for me is is being able to to uh, get out there and and. Uh, you know, uh, I've had a lot of gay friends before, and, and uh, but like you said, our year was very, very queer. <laughs> it was pretty queer that, that year, which was great, which is so much fun. Oh, God, the conversations. <sighs> yes. I'm flashing back. All right. Sorry. <laughs> You're also yeah. blushing like hell, so. I'm not. <laughs> it's. You were really pink. Am I pink? You were pretty pink. Ugh. Because I think I don't. So know. yeah, I'm just laughing because I thought it was funny. <laughs> you must think I'm a huge prude. <laughs> I don't think you're a huge prude. I just don't think that your idea of what a prude is and what my idea of a prude well, is are anyway aligned. Probably true. Probably true. Anyway, <laughs> also you don't necessarily need to be a prude to just blush at everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. There are people who have like 10 children and still blush at the thought of a blowjob. Oh, yeah. I don't know anybody like that. (laughs) There are people like that. Yeah. Yep. I have met them. I feel like we could probably break away from this conversation. Yes. I'm going to be the adult. The, cer- <laughs> the <laughs> siblinghood. You know the- I'm a grown-up when I bust out the Mad Rider beard. <laughs> One of these times we're the just sib- going to have an episode of the three of us just bullshitting for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> the siblinghood what, don't of traveling adulthood. Oi. <sighs> so back to it. I haven't actually read that book. Yes. Yes. We well, we probably should summarize at this point, don't you think? Or sort of summarize? Is there a summary? Yeah. Encapsulate. Generalize. 
Viable Paradise Go because it's awesome. Apply. Yes. Apply yes, with applications are open now. You should do it. Apply with your best work. Appli- applications Even if are you've... open until the 20... Hold on. Sorry, uh, 15th of June. 15th of June? Okay, so same as same as our year. Yeah. Yes. Which means and, roughly a week after that, we'll be all squeeing over you on Twitter. Yeah. Just FYI. And, uh, Can't wait to see the new that baby is, writers. That is the part. Be, be aware the, uh, that... The alumni will be all kinds of all over you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We remember you. We notice yeah. you. <laughs> and, and we be, stalk you on Twitter. Be aware that uh, but it's cute. that the application fee goes up. Like right now, it's like twenty five bucks, but April first it goes to thirty five, and May sixteenth it goes up to fifty. So, yeah, I be aware of that. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. I'm pretty sure I did too. <laughs> and most of that was just but like, am I sure this is ready? But there were other people who who did not. There were oh, other yeah. people who got the early bird special, so it's not like you have to wait to the last minute. Yeah, there is. No, in. in fact, you really probably should not. No, no, you really should not do it the way that I did, which was I literally went to Target and bought a printer <laughs> on <laughs> June tenth, and I walked through Holland Tunnel traffic with my wow. sixty dollar printer. We're, that printer and I have seen some shit. <laughs> well, the printer and I have seen some shit that should traffic, not, so yes. Should not have ever been seen by an ordinary printer. <laughs> yes. But so yeah, I, I literally, like, I I had to go buy a printer. <laughs> <laughs> Adulting 101. <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at Peter and being like, how did we both get to 30 and we don't have a printer? Like we've never needed a printer. Because it's easier to do do that at the job. Right. Except I didn't want my boss to see me printing 50 pages of a mildly erotic science fiction novel. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was only mildly at that point. Fair point. Uh, I don't funny. remember any erotica. There wasn't any. I'm just being yeah. a little sarcastic. Yeah. Because Fair there was point. a period of time where I was like, maybe I'll fade to black on everything. <laughs> yeah. So. So anyway. Right. Apply. In apply. Summary, apply. Hope you get in. Yep. Do your Make best sure work. Because you be- it'll be red. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. It'll be great. You'll be great. So apply. <laughs> Jellyfish. Yay. Hey. So Tim, have you read any good books lately? Yeah, I have. Uh, I have been reading. Uh, still working my way through this, but uh, it's fantastic because the man is an amazing writer. I've been reading Stories of Your Life and Others by Ted Chiang. Oh, I'm so, reading that as well. <laughs> so good. I, 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 I'm not so even... The sub-theme of this, Tim stealing all of Nina's ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're both getting it off, off Arrival. Uh, maybe, right? but you know, Ted Chang's been on my radar for a while just because he is an amazing short story writer. He, yes, uh, he's also very, very nice. Yeah, I, I've not met him yet. I, I would love to, um, but his stories are just <sighs> my first. Vi- uh, I, I don't. E- world I can't fantasy. I can't even articulate it. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was I was in a conversation with this woman who had on awesome clothes and we were talking about fairy tales and then suddenly Ted Chang. (laughs) (laughs) There's a short story. Suddenly Ted Chang. There's your story. He just shows up metaphysically in front of you and teaches you about life. Um, 
I I, I yes. don't I don't know what to say. He he's a marvelous marvelous short story writer. Uh, probably uh, he he's probably my favorite contemporary short story writer, and it's all he does. I don't think he's ever done like a. Uh, I don't think he's got a novel, has he? He's just done short stories. I don't think so. He's wonderful. He's so. pretty much one of the only people these days who can make a living. I don't. Or I don't think he, he makes a, li- no, a living. No, no, writing it, it, short stories. But yeah, yeah. I'm sure the movie didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure it. Uh, yeah, did a good job. But uh, yes. yeah. So yeah. That's my choice, is uh, Stories of Your Life and Others. Just fantastic. Great short stories. So, anyway. Jay. Oh, wait. No, no. Is it Jay? Yes, yes it's Jay. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I'm so tired, wow. guys. Hello. Have you met wow. my friend Jay? <laughs> Jay, what have you been reading lately? Uh, Okay. So, <laughs> the first book on my on my Kindle... <laughs> that is that is actually a book that is out because honestly I kind of want to sit here and recommend to you Callan Sparrow's forthcoming yes, but, someday yes, but, novel yes, but, that I'm reading right now because it's delightful. Yes, but Callan's uh, book is not going to be out for a very regrettably very long it is time. not out yet, and yes. so I can't talk about it. <laughs> but it's <laughs> pretty good. My book, and then there's three other books that have already been on this fucking podcast. <laughs> And I did that for you on purpose, too. Oh, so I, I know, I know. I saw you just, <laughs> I saw you lean into the mic for that. <laughs> uh, the first one that we haven't talked about on here, and I haven't finished this either yet. I kind of like, I started it and it's great, but it's, it's, it's one of those books that it's kind of crunchy and I'm going to need a little while, uh, is Behind the Throne by KB Wagers, which mm. is a... Uh, space opera adventure uh, featuring nice. the exploits of one Hale Bristol, who is the uh, protagonist and is a gun-running smuggler type. Um, Hello, from a yes, from a from a mold that you and I love very, very much. Hello. <laughs> yes. Why have Nina, I not read this? If you this? can find a yeah, um, well it. It got a huge push like right when it came out and then a bunch of other things came out right after it and for some reason uh, uh. it has fallen off of the like oh my god I remember read this. Um but uh yeah so yes. the the story follows Hale Bristol who is a gun running smuggling uh so and so and uh <laughs> and it turns out that she's also the heir to a galactic empire. And uh so the struggle between these two facets of her life are the focus of the book and uh again i'm not finished with it yet but uh what i have read so far is delightful and i have a funny feeling that nina is already clicking the buy this now button (laughs) (laughs) not quite but (laughs) pretty much almost there (laughs) so at the very least you're putting it on your wish list don't lie to me no, no, I'm, um, I'm, I'm. As soon as we're done, and my my keyboard is not creating the hellish noise <laughs> it does while we're recording. <laughs> you do have a mechanical keyboard, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay. The book you sent into my queue, <laughs> my my forever growing to be read pile. Yes. So, as I was. Uh, telling Jay just recently, uh, I have a glut. I've been reading such great books lately. But the one I'm actually going to recommend is Three Dark Crowns by Kendare Blake. Ooh. And it's awesome. It's basically set in on this island where magic is real. Mm-hmm. And queens give birth to triplets. Oh. Like triple you. daughters. Hmm. And the when they reach, I think the the they're they're always born on Belthane. And when they reach the sixteenth year, they start 
uh, there's a quickening, which is basically they present their powers of magic to to the world, basically. And there are factions on the island, like there's a naturalist faction, uh, which uh, all of all of the uh, naturalist witches have uh, familiars that are animals and they have some form of animal control and herbalism and uh, so on. Okay. Then there are elementals who are pretty self-explanatory. And then there are poisoners who basically can eat any poison. And their magic is focused around poisons. And they're good at poisoning people. And they're good <laughs> at being poisoned. And basically, the queen who gets to rule, it, they're, they're all raised knowing that they are queens, essentially, because the reigning queen who gives birth uh, leaves the island when the daughters reach an age where they are separated into, I think it's six, maybe. I can't remember. But when they reach an age when they are separated into their own factions. And I'm pretty sure this is the first book in a series. It fucking better be because <laughs> it left off on a, on a somewhat of a, a cliffhanger. And it's really fucking awesome. Like, everyone in power is a woman. Like, everyone. And they're conniving in all these different ways they all want to keep the power that they have and possibly accrue more where where it's possible mm -hmm. and all the girls the the young queens to be uh they all want something and there's a love triangle but I'm not going to say more about it. And uh, it's just so awesome. Like, there are all these women and they all want something. And none of them is like a damsel in distress. Cool. And they go about it in, in, in very different ways. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> and there's magic. I'm excited. And there's poison. And animals. There's a freaking cougar familiar. <laughs> like, seriously. Cool. Yes. This has been the Mad Writers Union. Now let's get to work. Our intro music is Cephalopod, and our interlude music is Exotics, both by Kevin McLeod at IncomeTech.com, licensed under a Creative Commons license by Attribution 3.0. Hello, future writers. We hope you enjoyed the episode and got inspired to apply for your favorite writing workshop. Your thoughts? Drop us a line. You can reach us at our website, madwritersunion.com. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash themadwritersunion. You can tweet to us at our handle, at madwritersunion. And last but not least, you can email us at madwritersunion at gmail.com. If you enjoy our podcast and want to help spread the word, please leave a review at iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast repository. And please note that we do not encourage cult-like behavior unless it's firmly based in writing activity. Because we're cool like that. It didn't have, like, frames on it or anything like that, but... <laughs>
It wasn't quite GeoCities, but yeah. yeah. I thought it was very much like that last year as well. Really? It, well, yeah, it, looked, it looked pretty old for a pretty long time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was that. On the other hand, that's pretty universal for... It's kind of a given for any of the world of science fiction and fantasy writing workshops. Yeah. Not including Clarion West, because they have pretty sites. Their site is pretty. It, it doesn't look very contemporary. True. <laughs> <laughs> but it still doesn't look like a 90s GeoCities type page, which is more than can be said for many of the others. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to reel how this we, back from web we, uh, design. How about we pull this back to like actually like what motivated Tim to sign up for this adventure? So Yes. Um yeah, so I Do I, tell us, Tim. This has been the Mad Writers Union. Now let's get to work. Or not. <laughs> Now let's take now a I'm nap. I'm watching Jay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm just starting to fade.